I've been drinking watermelon. Yeah, been drinking water. <laughs> water with half a melon. Water and sweet tea. I still don't know what cigars on ice means. What? Cigars, cigars, cigars I still don't on know ice? what it means. Yeah, I just sing it. I don't know what it means. When did she say, or who says cigars on ice? I've never heard yeah, of say. She said cigars on ice. Cigars on ice. Cigars on ice. Is it really cigars on ice? Yeah, I think so. I think she's just saying cigars with a drink on ice, maybe. I don't know. Or maybe she does she, have. That's what I don't know what it means. Could be maybe there's a brown liquor that's nicknamed cigars. Oh gosh. It's probably just literally some cigars on ice. <laughs> We're dealing with Beyonce here, guys. It's cigars on ice. I say they rich that's as fuck. Bad. I'm not telling them where they put their cigars. But then your cigars don't, be with. Maybe you don't know about it because you you a broke boy. Welcome to Short Message Service. Yeah. <laughs> Wait a minute. That's, who made all that damn noise? Okay, that was damn Shayla. That was Shayla ass. I know no, it was Shayla it. ass. <laughs> no, it wasn't. Sure, was about to say hi. <laughs> who right. making all that damn noise? I was trying to bite me. My shit was on mute anyway. <laughs> Welcome again to episode 27 mm. of Short Message Service. That's SMS with SMS featuring Shayla. Mo. <laughs> what, the fuck? You. what is happening? My name funny to you, Shuby. <laughs> no. Welcome to Short Message Service. That's SMS with SMS featuring Shayla, Mo, and Shubes. Our podcast is three friends talking about the things that affect our everyday lives. That's right. And at the end of this podcast, we'll have our Black Woman in History segment. I really like our Black Woman in History segment. And we're going to make a Twitter for Black Women in History. Cause <laughs> we said that for like... We run this. We're going to do it. I feel like that's an amazing part of our show that people yeah. really enjoy. Um, and it makes us unique. Anyways, we got some Fire. nigga. We got some nigga, some guest or whatever, I guess. That's a <laughs> hell of an intro. <laughs> The one and only Megatron of the Decepticomics. So oh, man. Meow, 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 meow. I got reggaeton horns. I, that's that's, that's I made a big time now. You made it big time. You're not a little yeah. shrimp dimp. <laughs> <laughs> well, hi and thank no you. No longer itty bitty shrimp dimp. <laughs> Listeners, it's take two. The first time Jerome kind of fucked everything up. So we're trying this again. It's purely his fault. Um, nothing to do with SMS pod. I'm right, just kidding, right. Jerome. No, <laughs> but I'm true. not. <laughs> I'm not kidding, but I'm kidding. Jerome was on a um, night shift trying to record a podcast. Right, right. He, <laughs> he's setting up the Uber stuff. trying to. Uh, no shade to the podcast. hustle. No shade to the hustle. Yeah, I don't, I don't so, feel like that was a joke at all. I feel like there was some venom on that one. Um <laughs> Okay, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm yeah. sorry. Bro. We are really happy to have you on the show. Um, please tell the listeners who you are and what you're going to give us today. Let us know. Three things about yourself that you would like to share with the listeners that they have not heard before. Uh, as I always say for every guest, Shayla likes the word quirky. Quirky. Quirky things are allowed as well, if you'd like. Yeah, you know. Okay. I forget what I probably got like uh, eighteen things that people don't know about me because I'm very, 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 very sneaky. But uh, <laughs> let's see, three things that people don't know. One, um, I I think I said I I can swim, but I can't tread water. So I can swim, but right. I can't. You I, did. You did share that with us. You did. That's really awful. Yeah, it really is. It's dangerous, really. 
Um, mm -hmm. let's see, what else? I um, uh, bipolar. Um, and three. Um, let's see. I don't know what I talk so damn much. I don't know what anybody doesn't know about me. <laughs> I talk so damn much. I talk. Um. Sometimes I entertain myself by reading comments on Pornhub. Oh. <laughs> I was uh, not expecting that. Okay. That's very quirky. That's yeah. I was very intrigued by the rap genius, but now, now <laughs> I might have to make that my new pastime. Let's see. Shayla, please. Shayla, Are you just taking notes? Comments. Just taking notes. Shayla, taking notes. No, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna pull up comments now. They might be a tad bit inappropriate for our audience, but okay, Jerome. Jerome, <laughs> everybody. I want you to give us one more really good one. Okay. Um. Something else. Something else. Um. I don't know if those are the same three you gave us last time either. I don't he definitely think did not tell us the porn hub. Because <laughs> yeah. uh -uh. I would have that would have that would have taken the conversation a very different way. <laughs> I uh. Let's see. What else? Mm, I love playing guitar. Yes, that's you did tell us oh, okay. that. Okay. Yeah, yeah, that was it. That was, you told us that one. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Okay. So. We're kind of just going to elaborate on each of these things. But before we do that, tell us who you are um, and why you're on the show and whatnot. You're Sarome Russell of the Decepticomics, right? Yes, I am. Um, tell us a little bit about what you do. Okay, so my name is Sarome Russell. I'm originally from Georgia, living in the D.C. area now. I'm a stand-up comedian to have been since uh, 2001. Over the last four or five years, I've been traveling with a group of my friends and fellow comics called the Deceptive Comics. It's five total of us, and we travel up and down the East Coast and sometimes out to the Midwest and um, put on shows we self-produce, self-contain. Um, and we just basically trying to make our own way in the land of comedy. And that's what I do. We all uh, post content to, uh, you know, Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat, whatever it is, any kind of venue we can be in to be funny. So that's that's what I do. I think I kind of threw this curveball at you last time, so it's not going to be as intense. But how many times have you been married? Twice. Twice. You still you still said it with the same <laughs> right, with the same amount of disdain. So yeah, you still, you still said it with. So with the on a scale with the of one to ten, shit. how trash are you? Is really yeah, you, right. You really said it like so. You've been married ten times. <laughs> Tell us about yeah. that. You came around the corner like Chris Hansen. <laughs> Elaborate hey, on your down for a minute. marriages, please. Hey, why don't you sit down for a minute? Tell me about your trash there yourself. Oh <laughs> Thank you for joining our show. Is, you know what? I feel like people do that in interviews, though. Have you ever seen those interviews where those interviewers just, like, start, like, going at the interviewee? You know yeah, like, they'll start answering, like, real they will calm be so questions, like, what's your favorite color? Dang. What's this? What's that? How's your new project? Why'd you fuck those kids? Like, what? <laughs> no, and but no, and no, they'll be like, and I read somewhere that your ex wife said that you did this to her. So, what about that? What's up with that? And it's like, damn. It's like always some real left field. Like, what the right. fuck? Like, I did I not know he did love, that. They you know, I love when they do that because they catch themselves guarding that the person has to give like a real answer. Like, they were not ready. Did you see? Yes. Wait, I'm going to interject real quick. Did y'all see um, after the finals game um, when that one reporter was like, yes. so being that you were amazing Steph and being that this was like a you know pivotal season what really went wrong was it physical or mental I was like fuck I love I love like, that no one and the question for... about so the question essentially should have been like so we've been frying your shoes all motherfucking night how you feel about that <laughs> <Those> shoes <are laughs> trash. the trash ass shoes <laughs> he said oh, my oh, shoes gosh. are fire Oh my gosh, can you imagine? Straight he fire. opened up that's why he opened himself up to more criticism because he, he actually did. had the audacity to write straight fire on Straight the fire on them. You heard that like Curry. You heard that. We understand you're you making you money, bro. I'm not gonna get in nobody's pockets, but Sorrell, yeah, did you see I, that? I that's that. my intelligence. <laughs> <laughs> she was on that straight fire, bro. <laughs> I, do. I did see that. That was um that I guess he got I don't know what they're paying him, but he had to stand up for his employer. <laughs> I don't know what they're paying. They gotta pay him buku. but you could never be no journalist or interviewer 
or whatever oh, reporter, Sarome. He said, I know uh, they pay you, but come on, man. Your shoes are trash, man. <laughs> I mean, Sarome would get up there and ask some questions like that, leading ass questions. Right. We just got to put so it in the, right, <laughs> in the right context. You know who's real bad at this? At, uh, at blindsiding people with questions the foreign press. Like, if you watch, like, when they go to Cannes Film Festival, like, they don't <laughs> really respect celebrities over there like we do over here like we worship celebrities in the states but over there you just you subject to get in trouble at any damn time what i hate is they will ask something about like a part like i hear a lot of celebrities like oh you know i don't look at social media comments da, 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 da. and they'll have that one reporter well it reads here that uh this one person said this taylor swift said this about you Nicki minaj how you feel about that yeah. it's like damn i didn't see that tweet in one or Damn, like you gonna make me like respond to what she gotta say like right now? That should be funny to me. Right now. <laughs> could you imagine? Could you imagine like someone interviewing right now? So I seen this tweet. Like, what if I had a tweet for you that was like frying the fuck out of you? <laughs> you would be like, um, uh, I don't know. <clears throat> I have been fried that much that one of my own doing so. Uh, <laughs> right. I wouldn't really right. respond to it too bad. I, I I've been lucky on Twitter and and not have had really. <clears throat> deal with it well see there's a there's an entire there's an entire show based off like a segment of a show based on like reading people's tweets that are mean to you right what's the name of that segment jimmy tweets? Kimmel. mean tweets yeah jimmy Kimmel. Yeah. <laughs> there's no, a jimmy whole Kimmel. segment on reading tweets that are mean what are the right uh, is it mean tweets tweets yes all right first of all ah. guys i don't appreciate it I don't, I don't watch tv like that you know i've seen the shit on on the timeline um so the context okay, clues Whatever it is. <laughs> Sometimes it ain't like that. You know shows be having real creative ass uh, titles. That's true, that's true. So Rome, okay, so you said three things or four things. Uh, the first was damn, I forgot what the first one was. What was the first one? So I can't swim. You can't swim. Can't, can't, you can swim, water. but you can't tread. Yeah. So you have to stay moving. Have you thought about maybe fixing that? <laughs> <laughs> I've tried. Not about not being ridiculous, <laughs> right? <laughs> I'm sorry. You know, I'm just gonna mute myself. I'm not gonna say nothing. <laughs> no, but he's really like in the water, pretty much driving a car with no brakes. Like, right, right. Like, he's just gotta pray. I'm just to gonna swim I get tired, and I'm gonna sink. Help him in the, in the uh, shallow end. Yeah, because I, I um I've tried all the different techniques, like. And I, I, I can I understand if people instructions make small circles with your hand, make big circles with your legs. And I got the technique down. And all I do is like screwdriver myself faster to the bottom of the damn pool <laughs> when I do that shit. Oh it is the worst shit in the world. So the I can't lay on my back and float. I can't um, lay on my stomach and float. That's that's a little bit difficult. We'll give you that. It's well, it's, it's, I don't know. It's, it's, I'm really good at floating. Kinda. I'm gonna say I, I can, can float. float. I can float. I really well. float. I remember when I first started to float. Those tried to float. It's a little bit like you know. It's a little bit. I I'm trying to give him a little bit here. Yeah, I was, have to yeah. submerge right. your ears. Sometimes you trust universe because uh, that shit don't seem like it's gonna work. That's at not. All. That's not what it is. <laughs> <laughs> he decided he's not gonna blame himself. He's just gonna blame he, it's the universe. The universe. Oh, oh no! I said you had to trust the universe when you learn how to float because the shit don't feel right. But a lot yeah, of people are able weird. to float. Oh my god! So you jumped in. You jumped in with the shade X for no reason. Now you didn't even <laughs> listen to the damn. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Okay. Sorry. Standing okay. over there like Jon Snow with your sword at the ready to swing that shit. Ready. Prepared at any moment. Prepared. Okay, Shade. Okay, DJ Scratch. Let me go on Game of DJ Thrones. Scratch. No, I we're going to have a separate right. SMS pod show with Game of Thrones, I feel. Yeah, Wait, Shayla, you don't, don't watch it. I don't watch it, it, right? I don't watch it so. I don't Shayla watch it, but you know, I, I'll chime in with the ad-libs. Okay, <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, I think you'd have some fire ass animals. This might be. I'm like, word. Just don't even know scratch though, because Sarome, you reminded me of Nicki Minaj. Um, speaking of interviews and stuff, Nicki Minaj got on Ellen DeGeneres, and Ellen DeGeneres just straight up asked her, "Okay, so you and me, what's up?" You know, and she said that they were two souls floating through the universe. Oh, that's sweet. Oh, that that's is a nice not- curve. 
That is not sweet, guys. It's not that okay. It sounds her. really nice. <laughs> she got y'all asses. She said to like being friends. She asked what I mean, she's like, she's like, okay, let me pose, let me, let me, let me give more detail. Ellen was like, you have a ring, blah, blah, blah. You engage. What's 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 the relationship oh. between oh. you and Meek? And Nikki said, one. We are two souls floating through the universe, and two, he's a boy that likes me. Oh, so, she's awful. Okay. Love it. Now, had, in the relationship. now had I, <laughs> after she got the ring, now if we had said that on Twitter, we'd be curved queens, okay? When we, we are two, how do you feel about him? Uh, we're just, you know, two souls floating through the universe. Yeah, and he, he kind of likes me. <laughs> he's a boy, a boy. Girl, he's, he's been boy. all up in you, I, I assume. He's just he's a boy. He's a boy that likes me. Like That's a girl. <laughs> and his soul is floating through this universe. What? Damn, I guess not even together, right? <laughs> no, nah, they just float. The universe. <laughs> nah, they float what? through the universe like uh, Sarone be floating in the pool. Right. No. So, no. No. Right. That's a bad analogy. <laughs> Oh, that's Wait, a perfect what? analogy. Actually, that's they can't float just like you can't float. Wait, are they together still? I don't even know. I don't even. She, but uh, I have been hearing some questionable stuff out of her. Like Girl. she says, she wants everyone to just consider her single. So. She be popping too many perks. She got chills. <laughs> and then we'll I'm just tired of the question at this point. What? Yeah, probably. You think about how much press she probably does in a day. That probably by the time she got to Ellen, the big show, she probably had done twelve little shows along the way. Asking that about is this. True. This long lip nigga for the fucking nineteenth time. <laughs> that's the and, that's the eighteenth answer she gave, and she got to a real yeah. point in my life. You're right. That's that's she's the like, she gave at that point. You know what? She at trolling. This rate, and you think about I'm your business it. and how you keep it to yourself, and then you get in a business where it's other folks' business to get into your damn business. That might that shit might get old after a while. Sarom, look, I hear you, but I ain't never gonna say no man that is that is giving me a ring is a soul floating to the universe. <laughs> Yeah, she trolling like hell. I'm not going to say that, Sarome. I feel you. I feel you. I'm not going to say that he's a soul flowing through this universe and that he's and a boy you, that likes me. I you mean, know, I feel you know me watching it. Right. He's doing numbers sitting at the house, so you know he like, what's Shayla, the fuck? Shayla, Shayla, what? He really is doing absolutely nothing. <laughs> nothing but sitting at the house, chilling, yeah, watching I her. mean, if I, Meek was well within his rights to stand up in the audience at that point, it's like, uh, that ring is $2 <laughs> million. He's in the audience. He's nah, under he house arrest. He's at the yeah. house. <laughs> Watching this, this on network be- television. This is becoming too much. <laughs> He's on house arrest, Sarone. Please don't be ridiculous at this point. How long right? did you get for house clear. arrest, though? Mm-hmm. No, I thought you could go wherever you work it, and he worked for Nikki, so you got to follow Nikki. Nah, not him. No, but actually, he, he can't. The judge, no, the judge definitely was like, I don't care what type of work you do, stay your ass. Right. Out. I don't think he can I even know. do music. I think the judge. I thought like, he could do, he can't even do shows. Music. He can't, yeah, he can't even do shows. He can't he do can't shows I think, in the uh, house, I, thought, I think. Somebody on That's Twitter tried up. to tell me he couldn't even record music, so he's fucking up his money. I was like, It's possible. It's how possible. he can't record music? If really he got ridiculous. Fruity Loops on a laptop, shit, get it to work, get it popping. Yeah. No, I think the judge did put some crazy bands on him, so it's really possible he's not even I mean, allowed when he was to record to, music. He was facing some, some real ass time, so the judge might have put him on the worst kind of probation, period. You right. Know, always trying to get him out of jail. Oh, the system's so trash to our black men. Oh yeah, you know they'll well, put black people I mean, on probation for fifteen years. Trash. I can't even. I can't even stand for him. Can't I can't even defend him. Like, <laughs> the system is very trash to our black man, but girl, no. But not, but, but not, <laughs> not for specific girl. Mm-hmm. I got, you know, I, I just, yeah, I mean it's trash, but Mika is very, very stupid. Like right. those two work together. He doesn't together. make good decisions at all. He really no. not at all. I don't feel like he does. I don't feel like no. taught him, but at a certain age, how much? Because I had to talk with my friend about that too. But anyways, aside, no, he's not smart. He's not. Yeah, smart. no, he's, he's not. He's loud, but he's not smart. Loud usually go together. They usually go together, being loud and wrong. <clears throat> mm-hmm. yeah. So, Sarome, outside of you being wrong, you're not too loud. You kind of loud, but you're not loud. Uh, outside of the, <laughs> okay, just let, let me ask. So, excuse me, Mo. Can I ask? Can I ask your? Can I ask your co-host something? Mm-hmm. Uh, can I ask you, is our other guest abused in this way? <laughs> yes. 
Okay. I, well, I, just, I, consider, just sure I don't consider this abuse. This Thank is you. Right. Yeah, this is love. This, this is, is love the same thing as Ellen asking Nikki about Meek. We just, we just keeping it <laughs> no. real. No, because for Nick, for that to be the same, <laughs> Ellen would have had to say, so, bitch, how long are you going to let this nigga <laughs> eat up your food <laughs> and live in your house? So oh, you know that nigga trash, right? So, yeah. <laughs> Sarong, okay, okay, for real, for real, Sarong. So, Melissa, talk a little bit about you and your team, though. What your team does? Do your do y'all do like individual sets and 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 and, and you know stand up comedy yourselves? And what do y'all do outside of the Deceptive Comics? Or is it always you five together traveling? What kind of things do y'all do? And how did this Deceptive Comics come about? Okay, so yeah, we all work individually on different projects and stuff. Um, we all tour in comics, and the separate comics, if I hadn't mentioned before, is me, Mike Brown, Dylan Stevenson, uh, Gordon Baker Bone, and John Minus. Um, John Minus and Gordon Baker Bone out of New Jersey, and Dylan Stevenson and Mike Brown out of New York. And we all, they all work uh, a lot in the tri-state area. Gordon does uh, colleges. He also does the Bad Advice Show a podcast with me. John Minus runs his own comedy show, uh, Comedy Night in um, New Jersey. Mike Brown has his own monthly show that he runs in New York, also with his um, web series, Can't Stop, Won't Stop, which is very, very good. And I couldn't find a damn link last time, but I, I, I got it oh, this time. Oh, we can come through with no one at this time? Okay. Yeah. I'm trying to catch um, you. Dylan Stevenson also runs uh, Grits Comedy, which is like a, uh, a comedy night in New York as well and does improv and a lot of other stuff and sketches. And so we all we all do our own thing um, to keep our chops up. And then we come together like Voltron or like the Decepticons. And um, we do these shows, do these big shows every couple of months all up and down the East Coast. Okay, that's amazing. That's amazing. Um, I've been lucky enough to been to go to a couple of your shows. You said you've done quite a few in DC and Yeah, quite a few in DC. And I've been to one of those and I've been to um one in Atlanta, I believe. Yeah. Uh, what's your cuz I have a couple questions. What's your least favorite thing about doing this? Like, we know everything sounds good. No, it's fun. A comedian traveling friends, you know. What really gets to you about this thing what um, is kind of like trash about it no nah, I, mean, I mean it's trash because um <laughs> being that we like we self-contain like we we don't have any management or representation and things like that we self-funded that part is trash so we always got to scratch up the money to get a venue we pay for our own travel we do our own promotion we sell so we're doing all the work that uh, other comedians have done for them or they pay other people to do so you get a, a idea how much goes into really goes into putting on a comedy show when you have to do it all yourself so yeah it, it, it's trash when you got to send out uh, 150 emails at one time or if you got to set up uh, 20 some tweets in the same day with the same link trying to sell tickets and watching your ticket sales and stuff like that and uh, what else uh, making promo videos making um, you know mm. Do y'all all like do y'all have like a group chat? Like we yeah, we all got a, we got a group chat. We got a group we, chat to kind of discuss ideas. Yeah, try to try to try to get together every every week or so and discuss what our goals is for that week and where we're going um next and what we need to do to get these tickets moving. Uh, we uh then we yell at each other, then we insult each other, um then we threaten to quit, and then we come together with a plan and we uh we go on about our business for that week. <laughs> Okay. Okay. Um, is it safe to assume, or is it safe to say that having a manager or an agent or whatever it is that y'all would 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 benefit you guys? Is that something that you all would like to take away that kind of trash part of the situation? Is that something y'all have looked into or considered in the future? Yeah, we looked into it. The, thing, the weird thing about uh, agents and, and managers is that. You can't really approach them. They approach you once they once you look like you know mm. a profitable endeavor for them. So once you can make them money, then they say, "Hey, how y'all doing? I like what y'all doing over here. How would you come over, like to come over to my company or whatever?" And what they, a manager does is just like um, he's the one that arranges all your travel. He takes care of all the little details and stuff um, to make you comfortable. And the agent is the one that actually gets you uh, booked. So for us, I think the um, agent would be best first 
because <laughs> agents open agents are able to open doors uh, in different comedy clubs in different cities because they got like established relationships with the with the people who put on shows there. As for you know, in, in our case, we are actually one calling calling bars, calling theaters, saying when do you have a free night in this month? When do you have a free night in that month? And then we go from there trying to plan a show. So it could help. It could help us in a lot of ways, but it don't stop. It, it don't necessarily stop us. But it was something, something we're definitely working towards in the future. Right. That makes sense. Because I feel like also, I mean, they'd have to see that you would make them money. But yeah. you'd also kind of have to trust them, all five of you, you know? Yeah. Y'all have to come to a consensus, say, hey, you know, this is somebody oh, yeah, yeah. trust to book the venue and whatnot. Because that could be trash, too. You know? Yeah, because we, um, we all got, we got equal input in what we want to do. And um, you subject to ridicule if you make a bad decision afterwards. So nobody wants to hear that shit because we <laughs> mm-hmm. we got that. You don't want <laughs> you don't want folk comedians telling you you dumb because they be so creative about the shit. So oh, that's yeah. you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, the fucking. Yeah, we work we work together to um so that it works out for everybody as far as schedules, as far as money, and as far as this like the vision we had for the show that for for the show in whatever city we're doing it in. Right. I mean, I can imagine. I mean, I can't I can't imagine with five guys. I can just think about me and my girls. Can you imagine us traveling, y'all, trying to travel and do a show everywhere? Mm, we no. would be like... Mm. A lot of podcasts do that, though. A lot of I podcasts know. do live shows, but right. it just feels like it would be such a hassle. It sounds like such a hassle. It sounds exhausting already. <laughs> oh, it would be. You gotta have love for each other. You gotta have love for each other to travel with each other, cause it ain't all for the game. Shayla, you don't. Do you love me? I love you, but I feel like if you annoy me on tour, I would probably end up fighting the fuck out you. But you know, I still love you after the fact. You know, we fight, we do it out, and we be like, "Girl, you know, I still love you. I love you, bitch. I love you." See, it's the best tour. Begin in, in, in the first city. Right. <laughs> we go on stage, we all got black eyes, scratch the fuck up. Like, yeah. y'all? <laughs> it's going to be a damn short ass message service. I tell you what, yeah. it's going to be done real quick. It's going to be 17 minutes show. All right, everybody go the fuck on. We out of here. We're going to go on stage like, we tired as fuck. You know how long yeah. it took us to get this damn venue? Yep. <laughs> And y'all motherfuckers paid us ten dollars each. That ain't shit. Exactly. We had to pay a dollars to get up in this bitch. <laughs> like what the fuck? Hey, we broke even in this motherfucker. Y'all ain't getting away. Oh, oh, hey. Uh-oh. It, what you, you know, gotta say about breaking even? Uh oh. Uh oh. Oh, but that's just that's just part of the game. Like um the actual the actual fun part of it is what we do on stage and, and making people laugh. And that's where you, as a comic, enjoy yourself the most. You just, you love that feeling of being over there having people laugh at you. But the reality of the shit is that it ain't always sweet as far as the business end goes because, mm-hmm. you know, like you're saying, you're paying out of pocket to get places. You can only charge so much for tickets um, because you want people to get there and you can't really be greedy. But at the same time, you don't want to stall. So sometimes you might just break even. Sometimes you make money. Sometimes you break even. Sometimes you lose money. But mm-hmm. it's a love for um, actually being up there to keep you going on the shit. Because we don't been places where we lost money on shows. We don't been places where we made good money on the show. But the overall thing is that it's still fun to do shows together. So that's what we that's what we try to do for each other. I and mean, that, that's a, I think that's the biggest part of um, the deceptive comments that I love is like having a support system because being a comedian is, is really like a one, you know, it's like a solo show and you really, you really by yourself when you're on the road and stuff like that. You ain't got a lot of folks leaning on, but now I got four brothers that I can talk to about anything, even outside of comedy. And we can all share our, you know, like concerns and, and hopes and whatever about comedy. And you understand, I ain't got to, it's, it's hard for me to explain to a non-comedian some of the problems you might have as a comic, but I ain't got to worry about that with them. No, that's, that's true. That's so I have a question about um so the shows y'all book, are they always through comedy clubs or do y'all book like maybe nah. small venues? It's most times um it'll be either uh, a small lounge or a small bar, small theater or something like that. Mm-hmm. And um so we I think at the most we, we see like we we booking like a hundred and fifty seaters if if the most. And okay. Yeah, that's 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 what we at right now. Booking like 150 seaters, and that's a good goal for us is to try to fill up 150 seats whenever we do a show. Oh, and that's um, good. Okay. So y'all have a lot of people. Number, yeah, y'all have like yeah, it's decent, 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 decent for a comedy crowd. Yeah. So, so with, uh, I just I had another question. So with comedy clubs, 
do you have to pay them to come? Because I know like some comedy clubs, like I've been yeah, to a couple of comedy clubs. The big acts, like say, like they have like. Uh, oh no no no! They pay them. They pay them. They pay the big acts, but smaller acts yeah. that come like during the week and stuff like that, you have to pay them to come. Uh, it depends. Sometimes uh, they just won't pay you. You don't. Oh, you don't have to pay, pay them. You just kind of show up like an amateur. Yeah yeah. Yeah, mm, yeah okay, like okay. Because I do that. Y'all around do that as season. group as a group or just as. No nah, no, nah, I do. We okay. all do that individually, like open mics or showcases wow. and stuff like that. Um, because I, I I do that a, a lot around here in D.C. Like the D.C. Improv. Uh, I'll go up on a Wednesday or Thursday night when they have like a showcase for the area's funniest comics or something like that, and you don't get paid for it sometimes. But it's 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 usually a good packed like, show. That sounds but like an experience and exposure though. So I feel like yeah, yeah, it works for you too because you get seen because it's a packed house inside of um mm-hmm. inside a legit comedy club and people um you know they take you seriously because you're on you're on stage at the Washington D.C. Improv and, and it's a good time. Yeah. yeah, Shayla, the one that I went to was really, really nice. It was a very small stage. I thought that was a little interesting. But I mean, I guess if you only have one person up there, it's OK. But it was like a bar and they had like many tables. It was like a little restaurant as well. It was very cozy and quiet and everyone was focused. It was like a light over the stage. It was very focused. I don't think that was okay. a comedy club, right? No, it wasn't a comedy that club. Was That's like the restaurant yeah. bar thing. That was yeah, that was like a lounge. And I think mm-hmm. um, I think they might have also told us that there was a performance space and we got there and there was a two by two plywood box. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> so, but at that, at that point they already had a deposit. So we like, shit, we got to put the show on anyway. Right. And, uh, but that, that turned out good. Fantastic job. Yeah. Like, oh, we job. got a performance space. You get there. It's a damn shoe shine stand. Like, oh yeah. <laughs> which is exactly what it was. I, I remember that show and, and I remember not being able I remember. I remember that show. I wasn't. I wasn't able to move because I'm a pretty big dude, and I had to stand still so the box wouldn't turn over. <laughs> Damn, oh my that gosh, affects, that's scary. That affect your. I'm telling you, I was a little bit further back, and I was like, "This is a very small stage. I hope I can't see there at the same time." <laughs> it's surrounded. <laughs> right I was like, "Who is that? I don't. I don't. Uh, okay." Having trouble seeing oh, you on could, stage. You could, you no, could see was, my big ass because I was taking up the wall, but it was. <laughs> I could now, move. to be fair, to be fair though, it was small in 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 width. It was very tall. It was a little taller. Okay, so it was higher. You could, okay, that's good. You know, I could stand up straight. Yeah, just had you, a long way to fall. Right, right. Mm-hmm. Okay, right, right. Uh, there was railing. There was railing. Right. There was because I think one, I probably, of, one of your deceptive comments. Still would have broke my said what? Probably would have broke my arm if I hit the rail, but it was oh, there. I think there was a railing just so that no one would fall off the stage into the crowd. Yeah. Okay, safety <laughs> first. I appreciate it the precautions. Yes, it was nice. Um, that's very interesting. I think um, I think it's cool because I think having as comedy as a profession, there's like one. I think I said this last time too. There's one direct like knowing that you're doing well. There's one direct uh, feedback, and it's people mm-hmm. laughing. You know. You're doing well if people are laughing. You're not doing well if people aren't laughing. It's very like one shot kind of thing with you guys. Do you like, is that something that like you think is beneficial and cool or does that make it more difficult? Do you find yourself writing jokes and like, okay, how do I make these people laugh? Do you tailor your, your notes to certain audiences and locations? No, not really. Cause, um, I can't, (laughs) it's, um, if it's something interesting about the region, I might I might speak on it, but I don't really pander to the crowd. I've been doing it long enough where I can get my ideas across whatever it is in in a funny way. But if something is funny about your town, then I'll and I, then I'll speak on it. But I don't I don't think I have to um, pander to the crowd at all because I think people can tell like mm-hmm. it, it ain't authentic if you get there. Like if I come to like say Houston and I mess up and say that braids are for the south side instead of the north side, then people gonna be like, oh, you just you just bullshit. You don't know if you was from here. You know, yeah, you you if you was from here, you know the braids are north side. You know the phase of south side. So just stop. Just be real. So I don't. Mm-hmm. No, I don't really. Um, I, okay. I will say something about it if it's. I'll tell you how I feel, how your time made me feel, but I'm not gonna tell you about your town. Okay. okay. I, I feel like like on Twitter, like we all make fun of New York. Dudes, yeah. Not like I feel like that's an easy way to do that, right? Yeah, but I, that that don't make any sense to me because. I um unless I can come up with like just some killer joke on 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 that I'm, I usually leave shit alone because I don't like I don't like messing with people just for the hell of it. 
That right. just ain't oh, in my personality. That can make that's them good. mad and not that's like the show I... either, right? Yeah, yeah, it can. You can, and you can. It's basically like a job interview. You ain't got but like thirty seconds to get that first good impression. So if your first right. impression is insulting right. people's intelligence, you might not have a good show, no matter how funny you are. That's what. That's what I was gonna ask you. What type of comedy do you feel like you do? Are y'all like, or I guess y'all all have your different styles, but are any of y'all that's like what I was gonna add that? Pick out in the crowd and start roasting folks like, man, look at this. Nah, glasses, nah. Like, I like this that kind of. I like. I it. hate that. That's the worst. Part. I love it. You know I. Nah, we're not like that. Because none of us are assholes. None of us are assholes. Oh, okay. I like assholes. I, I mean, there's a difference between. Really? I would have never guessed you. You like assholes. Man, uh, <laughs> birds of a fucking feather. All right. Right. <laughs> no, no. You, you, you make a good point, Shell. I was going to ask the same question. I was hesitant because I was like, okay, well, people need to pay. You know, to go see Sarome. So we're not we're not gonna have you like tell yeah, you don't tell your jokes, but jokes and stuff. Nah. Like, is there a theme that you kind of go with that you are like comfortable sharing? Like the title. Okay, like when I see Sarome, I'm expecting, I'm feeling like. Is um, there anything you kind of just? I can I can, I can try to give you our mm-hmm. try to give you all our, our our styles if I can. I'm probably won't do it just because all of us real like um try to be First, real. Uh, yeah, real, real diversified on stage, well versed, complicated, complex people on stage, and we try, you know, best we can. Like me, it's it's mostly gonna be like observational comedy with with way more ridiculous than is necessary for the situation. So I'm gonna talk gotcha. about my kids. I'm gonna talk about being married. I'm gonna talk about current events. I'm gonna talk about being country and um mm-hmm. stuff like that, and a little storytelling thrown in, thrown in uh um Dylan. Dylan Stevenson, I think, is like got the quickest wit out of all of us and the, and the smartest. I was gonna uh, say he's improv. That's that improv yeah. stuff in him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's got he's he's real good on his feet, and he 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 does a lot of tongue and cheek jokes that'll let you sit and think on a joke for a minute, and then you're like, oh shit, that's what, and then it's and it's funny as hell. Gordon is a, is our is our wild man. Um, Gordon is is is, is just balls to the wall, hundred miles per hour the whole time he's on on the shows. He's gonna say some stuff that's shocking. And you gonna you gonna laugh uh, your ass off in spite of yourself. You are gonna be like, I shouldn't be laughing at this, but I can't help it. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> John on stage. John is introspective. John talks a lot about how he feels about stuff and how stuff affects him, and it it, it, it makes a real uh, real personal comment. You get you can get on it, in on it because you're like, yeah, I feel like that sometimes too. And he makes it just just funny as hell. He can make the darkest stuff funny as fuck because he's honest as hell. John, John is definitely the most honest comic out of us. And um, Mike is just like uh, a, a polished New York comedian. Just whatever it is he want to talk about that day, he gonna make it funny to you because he can, he can set up his jokes any and everywhere. He talk about everything from his past to current events, um, his family life, uh, with his brothers and his uh, dad and stuff, um, being Jamaican, um, living in New York, and it's it's just he like paint a picture for you. He's real good at. And doing short stories on on stage and paint a picture for you and get get you a chance to show you what how you see it. Mike Brown is <laughs> with the web series too, right? Yes. I think the web yeah. series kind of encompasses that too. Yeah, that I think that was an excellent description of all the types of comedy. I was gonna say by by being in the audience, I feel like all of you, um, I don't know the technical terms or whatever, but I feel like a lot of you do that personal kind of I, I think of it like the most recently like Kevin Hart laugh at my pain kind of stuff. I think a lot yeah. of y'all do that personal stuff and you talk about yourselves and like, damn, look, this shit is tough or whatever. And y'all kind of make jokes about like things that y'all experience personally. Yeah. And I really like that because it I really like that. does. Like it's on a relatable level that people are like, damn, you know. And then even the dark stuff like you were saying that John does, you're like, oh, okay, damn, that yeah. is dark. But it's hilarious the way he's proposing it. You know, it's kind of like that. Yeah, so I like I like that about the Deceptive Comics a lot. You get up there and you get like very unique shows from every, like sets from everyone on the show, and you can tell they're real. Like you're right, they're not. Be a different, a different type of, a different type of like, uh, um, uh, you know, not not saying anything bad about anybody in particular. Like we don't want to be like a stereotypical like black comedy group. Like we don't want you to come there already thinking that you already heard all these jokes before. Mm Mm-hmm. We're not like a we're not like a comic view reunion tour or no yeah. shit like that. Yeah, not like so, the people that just get on stage and joke on the crowd and talk about sex and beat yeah, nasty talk and about stuff like, like who mm-hmm. you know who in here smoke weed you know shit right. like that like you know and I was so high yesterday blah blah, blah. yeah 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 and, and, and you can and the audience can almost finish those jokes for the comic 
Right. Because yeah. they heard them so many times. And so we 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 going out our way to try to try to give folks a different experience at the um at the show because we feel like family, uh, especially with the Twitter shows that we do because that you know Twitter been so integral to our to our success that we had through their support. So we feel like we family. We ain't got to put on the front for y'all. We just gonna get up there and show you who we are, and y'all love mm-hmm. who we are anyway. And we're just gonna do the best show that we can up there, and it's worked out good. Definitely, and you put on amazing shows. Y'all have put on some great shows. I definitely saw you guys through Twitter, so definitely, I'm really yeah. glad that's a very beneficial platform yeah. for you guys. Yeah, um, I heard you say that Twitter was very like integral to y'all's, uh, pretty much y'all support and y'all's like fan base. You would say that it's kind of grown through Twitter. Yeah, that, and that's how yeah. we actually met. That's how all the that's how all the guys oh, yeah. met. Um, we was all doing our own thing on Twitter, um, and uh, I think that the other guys knew of each other. Um, knew of each other from the comedy scene up there in New York. Uh, and then there was another Twitter user that introduced me to Mike Brown. And through Mike Brown, I think I made a deal. No, me and Deal had already followed each other. And then we met uh, Then we met John. And then I met uh, Gordon at the very first show because he came to be our host and ended up being um, part, ended up being oh, part of the group. Cool. That yeah, is cool. Yeah. It's so and good it was, that y'all meshed and like when y'all didn't oh, come yeah, in, it, it was like, man, these niggas is whack as fuck. I'm not for the do comedy yeah, right. with y'all. Like, it's no, really good that y'all just yeah. Like, there's nobody that out. dropped off from the Decepticomics from start to no, no. It's been it's, it's been the fun. same core group since the very awesome. beginning. And like, and well, like, kind of crazy. Like, I'm kind of shocked by oh, that yeah. that y'all just got together all and stayed together for and stayed together for like five years. And yeah, just became friends through it and. Nobody was hating. Nobody was like, nah, oh, man, y'all never suck. I'm up. not going to deal with y'all. No egos got in the way. That's awesome. No, nah, no. Nah. Even when we, um, and even even if we argue with each other, it's never, like, personal. It's always, like, man, I want us to be, I want us to be this big, so we got to do that. I want us to do, this. it's always about our success as a group. It's never, That's I true. do this or I do that. And you, you're right. That is rare because, hell, I don't, you know, I don't even know too many, you know, it's, that's right. like asking two rappers to stay together that long right. or some shit like that say, or a singing group. It may, it may yeah. be weird for Shayla to say, oh, yeah, well, no, like, wow, I'm surprised y'all stayed together. Like, that sounds Yeah, like, no shade, but, yeah. But, like, no, it's, it's the truth, like, though. It's about, the truth. Think about boy bands and groups and any 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 kind of group, girl, too. Like, Nobody's the Beyonce to y'all. I mean, five, t- five, t- five boys in different, five men, excuse me, in different parts of the world or different parts yeah. of the West. Like, that, no, that is that is that does say a lot, and that support mm-hmm. is necessary, especially in the black community. So shout oh, out, yeah. definitely. And we got, shout, out, shout out to Decepticomics. I gotta see one of y'all shows. I feel like I would be. <laughs> and the Let's Go to One, and they're really good. They're really, come, really good. They really are. Yeah. I pay. We're working our way back down the East Coast this year. We going to our next show is July 9th in Kenilworth, New Jersey, at uh, 10th Street Live, a real nice venue out there. And then after that, we are working on going to Pittsburgh, Chicago, and um, we're trying to find a way to go to Charlotte. But we don't know where in Charlotte yet. I I budgeted fifteen dollars for y'all show, then saw it was twenty two dollars, and I was like, okay, I'm still gonna do it. I was like, that's right. fine. I'm gonna take those dollars. Somebody gonna buy me a drink. It's fine. It's totally fine. Dollars ain't bad at all. <laughs> no, it's, nah. no, it wasn't bad at all. It was great. Not for five guys. Man, what? Oh yeah, it was fantastic. Every time, I was very pleased. Um, now, so, so direct. No. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Shay. I'm sorry. I feel like I'm asking a bunch of questions, but I'm very no, you're good. <laughs> so, speaking on your shows, how do, have y'all ever had to deal with hecklers, and how do y'all deal with hecklers? We've if never y'all had. had hecklers. No, nah, we never had because that's our, our crowds. Uh, because they, you know, because we've known each other so long, they real respectful. Like the only thing we've had to deal with is just distracted crowds before because of like problems with the venue or problem with the sound system and it, even then it's polite it's not like you know y'all niggas get off the stage or this that and other it's just that if shit ain't going well people like you know all right i just talk to i'm here with my friends i'll just talk talk to my friends and the people yeah. that want to pay attention pay attention but no it's never been no no um no malice in it coming from the crowd right. so we, we haven't had to deal with that at all y'all are so blessed yeah we got real i've actually been to a show where a guy got heckled and it yeah. was very embarrassing. Like he really didn't know how to handle it, and I was like so embarrassed for him. Yeah, it's just something hard to do. I had never really dealt with hecklers much at all, even though as long as I've been doing comedy, I hadn't really had nobody step to me while I was on stage. So I hadn't not not really had to deal with it that bad. Well, that's good. I've never been in a crowd where there've been heckling, but I've been in 
plenty of crowds where it's so quiet that I'm sure the yeah. person would rather have had a heckler. Somebody um, talking. A heckler, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's, yeah, that that's soul crushing too. You kind of want somebody to say something, at least that you know people are listening to shit. But I hadn't had to deal with with many hecklers, and um, plus I look crazy. I don't know if y'all have seen me um, <laughs> in person, but I don't I don't look like somebody that you, <laughs> you want to just try. be yelling like yeah, yeah, like you should just be yelling shit at people. Right. I don't I don't look I like totally, that person. Totally yeah, you definitely yeah, you definitely do. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, you would. I do want to I do want to say that like Shayla that's a great question because I do I, I, I think about like what are the kind of issues like I'm really weird about performing like if somebody were to disrespect me Lord knows like Lord knows I, I don't even know what I would do but like in a, I went to the Atlanta show and I mean I think they put on a great show but the audience was just very just not engage is it, is it just just very disrespectful to the uh to the performers and I, I wouldn't say that was heckling or anything but i can imagine that atmosphere was a little bit frustrating for the comedians yeah, so it, it, yeah it, it was it's just... no heckling but a a, a a a group of like a hundred people kind of not being respectful is all having their own conversations right is just kind of and I think that had a lot to do with venue and yeah. a lot of other things, you know, nothing on the Decepticomics at all. But I can't imagine. And, on the, kind of, and, and I ain't even going to put it on the crowd, though, because they couldn't, They, you know, they, a lot of people couldn't hear. And so it was a credit to them that they didn't turn on us. They, they could have been like, hey, we, you know, paid this, that, and the other, and y'all niggas need to do that. But they didn't. They were just like, hey, you know, wish you had it worked out better. And they stayed and hung out with us and partied all damn night. So that was that was a lot of love that Atlanta showed them, as Atlanta showed us. As a comic, I wanted wanted the, act, the actual show to go together. But as, as a person, I can be I can be grateful for the love that Atlanta showed us, um, even in the face of the show, not being exactly what everybody wanted. Because they stayed with us and they parted with us all night and everybody was happy at the end of the night. So I really can't I really can't even call that um uh, a bad show because it ended up being like a great night, man. Just uh, love everywhere. No bullshit, right, no fight. Dancing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Kinda of just Strength. being a party, you know. Yeah, it turned out to be an awesome ass party. So the Deceptive Commons was party host that damn night. We threw a dope <laughs> ass. <laughs> it was definitely just a party at a bar. That yeah, was in there yeah. like Jocelyn Hernandez. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Deceptive Commons throw a way better party than love and hip hop. We, we was on our shit. <laughs> That's great. That's great. So we'll, we'll close out. But is there anything, because I know people are listening and they're like, hey, you know, I think that people have their favorite comedians as well. I think we kind of touched on that. Who inspired you to do what you do? And for anybody else, if you could inspire them, is there anything that you want to tell the listeners that one guy um, that's trying to be a comedian as well? What would you I say think, to kind of fuel their fire? Okay, so my hero uh, is now going to be um, Bernie Mac. That's who inspired me to actually get on stage for the first time because I wanted to try to make people feel the way he made me feel when I was watching his routines, which was just... I've never I've never laughed that hard before in my life. I just thought I thought I was gonna die, but couldn't stop myself. So that's my hero, Bernie Mac forever. R.I.P. Bernie. R.I.P. Yes. Gone gone way too soon. Yeah. Way too soon. Really truly. And this to anybody that thinking about doing comedy, um just uh just you know, just trying to be all deep and philosophical and lighting incense and shit. Uh, make sure you're doing it for the love of comedy. Make sure you got an actual love for making people laugh because if you're in it for money or fame or being cool, this shit really ain't for you because there's going to be a lot of heartache along the way and you need something to fall back on besides um, fucking money and, and being cool because this ain't, this, ain't, this ain't that, not all the time. It's That's a long road fun. to get to that. Yeah, that is real. That's good life advice in general too. If you're doing this yeah. for the money, you might want to be doing what you're supposed to. Ain't that it, you know? Yeah, you might want to do and, something you know, else. Right, you but for the practical, from the practical side, if anybody want to be a comedian, check your local scene out um, to see if there's actual open mic comedy nights. Um, go there, sign up, uh, prepare your prepare your little three minutes that you got before you get up there. Work on it hard, take it seriously before you get up there, because you'll feel better about your performance and yourself if you go up there prepared. And for folks who live in smaller towns that don't have comedy clubs. There's still stuff out there you can do. Go to open mics for poetry. Go to open mics for singers. Go to open mics for whatever. Because I used to sneak up on um, karaoke places. Mm-hmm. I used to go. 
I would be weak if I was at the karaoke bar and then somebody just got up there and stopped doing comedy. Hey, I would. <laughs> but I would be a so troll. real as hell. Yeah, that's kind of real. That's I, kinda, that's kinda I was real. so real. I was doing this shit in country bars, like dead ass uh, white folks only. So no, I'm somebody country no, west. Country bars. <laughs> country yeah. bars. Like I said, so, you sound country, so. Um, <laughs> she don't get it. I'll take she it. don't get it. I'll take it. <laughs> no, I'm just but I would take I would uh sign up like I was gonna do a song and then I would tell jokes for however long the music was and um sometimes it went good, sometimes it didn't. Did they ever cut you off like bro, we are singing? No. You know, <laughs> don't get, no get mad at Sarone got up on Sweet Home Alabama and started saying and was uh, like and was like, So, so let me tell you what happened Thursday. My kids, <laughs> man, my kids are wild. <laughs> No, they you gotta, breaking shit and they so dirty. Am I right? Am I right, guys? Yeah. Kids are. Hey, you no, know, you gotta uh, you gotta be smart about it. You gotta pick a song with a long, kind of subdued intro so you have time to tell your jokes. You can't start off uh with like System of a Down. The drums kicking in too fast. <laughs> yeah, and you gotta do a song that's not real popular. Some folks won't be singing. Song. Right. My song used to be, and I used to do it every time until the dude caught on to the fact that I was never singing. I used to I used to do uh Tuesday's Gone by Leonard Skinner because it's a real long soft intro before the yeah, music is, kick yeah. in. Or do uh <laughs> or do Freebird because it's a, the music is real soft until it gets to the very end. So I can get a lot <laughs> so of jokes before they tell me sit down. That's hilarious. No, I think that's great advice. Definitely, I guess you right. know, take risks. And I think even as you're saying what you're saying, Sarum, I think you keep, I don't know if you call it like fundamentals or whatever, but I saw, you know, all of y'all preparing for the show. Y'all all had your notepads out. Yeah drinks kind of getting in the mood for what was going to happen in the next few hours and you know yeah. the show so definitely yeah, you know you do? carry those habits too throughout your career you will you you need to develop them early get in the habit of writing every day get in the habit of practicing whatever you can and get in the habit of getting on stage every opportunity you can because you can only get better and that shit will make you happier the, the more you know good shows that you're able to do so mm-hmm. just just do that mm-hmm. uh get always on. you know always try to make yourself better it'll make you feel better inside Get on Twitter and, and see people laugh at your jokes and retweet you. I was like, do y'all ever uh, try out jokes on Twitter? Yeah, yeah. I'm not trying jokes on Twitter. Like, let me run this across the timeline. Well, sometimes, right. uh, uh, I mean, because um, everybody, I think you said that too, right? Everybody think they're funny. I, I definitely yeah. I got like 50 yeah. LMAOs. It's lit. It's lit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to take this to the karaoke tomorrow. <laughs> hey, it's lit. The only thing I would tell this is in this to new comics uh, that's, that's, that's using Twitter. Um, when you you gotta understand though, when you do a good joke on Twitter, that's like maybe six seconds of talking in real life. So for me, <laughs> I don't I don't that's use right. straight Twitter jokes. I will look at something like that's a series of tweets and say, okay, this is a good premise, but I need to take these three tweets and turn this into three pages of writing because, okay. in my experience, a page of writing is a minute of talking. So I would take them three tweets and try to turn them into three minutes of talking and then edit from there and try to, and you might get a good minute out of that, but just to I read really one like tweet. these conversions. Yeah. One minute, yeah. one page equals one minute on stage. I like this. Yeah. I like this math. But it's, um, it's, it's, it's a lot of work that goes into it behind it, but it's all worth it though. And, um, if you, if you think about getting into this, um, if you follow me, uh, by the way, my Twitter is at Sarome Russell, C-E-R-R-O-M-E. R U S S E L L. So if you're listening, if you even think about comedy, um, DM me. I, I'm always up for talking to people about doing comedy. Um, don't guys, DM, don't DM, don't DM me your uh, body parts though. <laughs> okay, you you heard them, y'all. SMS pod. Everybody that listens, everybody that's gonna check this out, go ahead and DM Sarome Russell C E R R O M E R U S S E L. And yep, if yep. you want to quickly run through uh, the other ads of the other folks as well, if people want to write. Yeah, got about. you. Uh, Dylan Stevenson is uh, the Dylan one. I think that's T-H-E-D-1-L-L-O-N. Um, Gordon Baker Bone is Baker Bone, uh, B-A-K-E-R-B-O-N-E. Uh, John Minus is Don, Co- uh, Don Coyote, D-O-N-C-O-Y. Somebody spell Coyote for me. C-O-Y-O-T-E. Yeah. And uh, Mike Brown is at Yo Mike Brown, Y O Mike Brown. Yes, serious inquiries only, no nudes. No nudes, no booty hole nudes. You can send the nudes to me. You can can, 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 can,
Yeah. yeah Somebody sent me their booty hole earlier today. I was up a little bit. I don't know why Shayla continues to say that we are open to nudes. I okay. <laughs> because we are. She just I mean, changed our whole. I don't. I don't know why she can. <laughs> this, this is this is the beginning of us not being able to go on tour. See there. See there. This oh, is how yeah, I sure. met. <laughs> this, this is how, how I end up getting. This it starts real small. <laughs> yeah. She go, she she was like, you know, I run the. No. Like you know, I run the email. We will definitely rate nudes and send them to our Ask FM too. Can you send pictures on Ask FM? I just yeah, I think you can now. ID. Did I just I think ID. Yeah, you can do okay. that. Go ahead. We'll yeah, go ahead that. and we'll rate you guys and let you know and, and maybe talk about you on the show and you know have you on the show. Uh, yeah. You but know. Hey, what's what's the news say here? One to ten. But Saron said somebody sent him his boot, they booty hole today. That's, that's you got a booty hole today. You are. Yeah, I got a, I got a whole, I got a whole ass booty hole. Just the hole, like no cheeks or nothing. Just a woman's, you got a woman's balloon knot today. No, no, no. That this was a man. Oh, oh, that's really oh. unfortunate. Oh, yeah, that was definitely bald <laughs> underneath that. <laughs> we, we might put a sensor over your at just to protect you because you know we we got a we got a really good listening viewership yeah. and listenership or whatever you want to call it. But I just don't want to see a little That's it. Yeah. Okay. That's the only. Y'all. That's just unfortunate. Like you can't do that. Yeah. That's it. why did you why would you lead with the Buddha hole? Gooch, maybe right. the That's a lot of Gradually, questions. Not maybe a gooch. People are in Not relationships that. for years before they show each other they booty hole in the picture. <laughs> this is true. Because I don't no, think facts, I, no. facts. I don't think I've ever facts. seen. I like the proposition in the picture though, because okay, I will tell y'all what now. All right now. You ain't gonna Please. see a nigga booty hole. Uh, you ain't gonna see your nigga booty hole y'all whole life. I can guarantee man, you that. Man, what? I, no. I don't know if I agree with that. But uh, I don't want it. Not in the picture. picture. Uh, not in the picture. Not in the picture. In the picture was the appropriate uh, adage because I uh, I tell you what. Okay. okay. All right. All right. Now. Okay. All right. <laughs> let's wrap this up. Let's let's bring this all around. It's a whole nother show. It's <laughs> a whole nother forty-five minutes. <laughs> yeah. Bring me all back right. for this show. <laughs> bring me back for the news expose. But right, let's let's. <laughs> That's the next show. This is where you just quietly bow out, Saron. No one will know. This is between us. <laughs> yeah, I'm out of here. I'm I'm backing away from the door. Be backing away. Thank you so much for recording with us. Hey, thank y'all for having me. I appreciate it. Thank you for not suffocating in the same Oh, all right. Shayla only does that for the special. Hey, I feel I feel love. You should wait. Hold up, wait. Thank you so much, Sarone. Yes. Um, to wrap Thank us up, you, we're going to do our Black Woman History, but I want you to give us the next, uh, how many ever, however many shows y'all got up next, what, what you got up next for us? Okay, so the next big show we got coming up is July 9th in Kenilworth, New Jersey at 10th Street Live. You can go to either one of our ads on Twitter, and we've got the link to the uh, Brown Paper Tickets uh, event uh, page, so you can buy your tickets. Uh, we got early tickets on sale right now, and then the tickets will be a little bit more at the door, but come on out. We have a great show. Um, it's, it's just gonna be fun, man. That's fantastic. Uh, for those of you that budget, Sarome, like budget like me, Sarome, could you tell us the price on those tickets? Uh, I want to say it's twenty now, and it might be twenty five at the door. But don't quote me on that till you go to the page, because I, I can't pull it up on the phone right now. Okay, okay. Just but it's no, it's budget. no more than twenty. It's no more than twenty five. I know that. Because I budget, how? Shout out yeah. to <laughs> All right, uh-huh. let's kick it off. And now it's time for This Week in Black Woman's History. This Week in Black Woman's History. Mm, mm, mm. Uh, uh, uh. I got I to put a beat behind that. I'm going to work on that. Yeah, I was going <laughs> to ask if you wanted one. No, you sound, you sound fantastic, Shayla. I just feel like we need a little bit of a beat for sure. Just a little bit, just a little bit. Okay, well, this week... In Black woman history, this factoid actually affects all women across the United States. Yes. But on June 10th, 1963, the Equal Pay Act of 1963 was signed into law by President John F. Kennedy as part of his new frontier program. And it's still a work in progress. I'm and it's definitely still a work in progress. Work in progress. Definitely just still a work in progress. And that was this week. In Black Woman's History, this week 
and black woman's history. Woo. Check us out on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Stitcher. Make sure to leave us an awesome five-star review on iTunes and go ahead and repost or leave some fun comments on SoundCloud. Follow us on Twitter at SMSPod. Again, go ahead and follow us on Twitter. That's SMSPod. Send us your questions and hear them answered on the next show. Hit us up on ask.fm slash SMSPod. Direct message us on Twitter at SMSPod. Or email us at shortmessagepodcast at gmail.com. That's shortmessagepodcast at gmail.com. Continue the conversation by sharing our podcast with your friends. Hashtag us on Twitter with SMS Podcast or SMS Pod, or you can add us with any questions. Thank you. Booty bouquet. Booty.